This is AgriPulse Open Mic, sponsored by NCIS, National Crop Insurance. With increasing commodity prices, higher price volatility, and rising input costs, America's farmers and ranchers are relying on crop insurance more now than ever before to provide individualized protection and to secure operating loans. Protecting 256 million acres of farmland and 350 commodities across the U.S., crop insurance is the primary safety net for many farmers, enabling them to supply our country with food and fiber year after year. Crop insurance, providing peace of mind now and for the next generation of agriculture. And now, AgriPulse Open Mic. Dr. Yider, it is a pleasure to see you, sir, and welcome to AgriPulse Open Mic. It's a delight to be here. I would do AgriPulse anytime. Tell me something about uh, where you are right now, working with the Romney campaign on co coordinating agricultural support. I'm looking for an agricultural platform from the Republican nominee. Is it available yet? I don't think you'll see much of a platform from him, just like you're not going to see much from... Uh, uh, the Obama f folks either simply because uh, you know, most of this work is already done on the farm bill uh, and uh, you know that final uh, decision making is going to be uh, uh, handled by the Congress in the very relatively near future it has to be because the present farm bill runs out on September 30th as you well know but in terms of going beyond the farm bill into agricultural issues uh, there have been a few things that have already emerged from the the uh, Romney organization, but you'll see more between now and November. Uh, I think you'll see greater emphasis on doing things like getting rid of the uh, estate tax, which has been a, a plague for farmers for years and years and is a lot more important uh, now that farm farmland prices have gone up uh, substantially. Uh, you'll see some emphasis on uh, de-emphasizing regulation, uh, as you well know, uh, uh, you know, when Democrats get into power, they love to regulate everything. Uh, when Republicans come into power, they have to pull back a bit uh, from all that regulation. I think the Romney administration, uh, uh, if it comes into being next January, uh, will attempt to do that. I think you'll see less aggressiveness, if you will, out of entities like EPA uh, in a Romney administration. And I think you'll see a lot more attention on the on the fundamental issues that are facing this country right now, which just have to be dealt with, whether you're a farmer or a non-farmer. And that means our spending levels and our deficit levels and what we're doing with entitlement reform. You know, I started talking about the need for entitlement reform when I was in government clear back 25 years ago. Uh, and everybody keeps kicking the can down the road, and it happens under both Republican and Democratic administrations. And I think people have begun to realize now that you can't kick the can much further, that uh, we're about the end of the road, and somebody better start facing up uh, to these issues. And uh, I see uh, Governor Romney uh, making a definitive commitment to do that. I don't see that happening on the other side of the political aisle. Let me draw from your expertise. You go back all the way to the Nixon administration under Earl Butts, on through as Secretary of Agriculture in your own right. And the relationship that the USDA and the government has had with the farmer has been somewhat incentivized. And agriculture has responded very well to that. 
now it appears we want to take that away and maybe put regulation in its place. And I'm wondering if, in common sense, that works. Uh, it doesn't. Uh, you know, farmers are like anybody else. They do respond to incentives, except farmers probably respond better than most anybody else. Uh, they've been doing it for years and years, and it's not just American farmers. It's farmers everywhere. Um, I was involved with uh, uh, some activities in uh, in Russia here just a few years ago, and we, would you believe, put some incentives into that former communist uh, uh, system, and would you believe how things improved? I mean, it happened overnight. So incentives work everywhere where agriculture is concerned, and uh, and attempting to impose one's will from the top down just doesn't work very well. And I think the other consideration here that I've seen uh, in uh, agriculture in the last few years, and, and this is not a, uh, a, a criticism of Secretary Vilsack because I'm very fond of Secretary Vilsack. And I think he's done a fine job there. Uh, but what has happened in uh, in this administration uh, is that the emphasis has changed. It's not the kind of department that uh, Earl Butts and Clayton Yider had. The, the emphasis and the priorities are different. We have a lot more attention now being given to organic agriculture and uh, local farming, supplying uh, uh, you know, supermarkets uh, locally without shipping across the country, and, and, uh, and these kinds of things that are more of the left-wing uh, uh, cause, if you will, uh, and uh, although those are important issues, in my judgment, uh, they operate only on the periphery of, the, of American agriculture. Uh, they're niche marketing opportunities. They're good marketing, marketing opportunities and good business opportunities, but they're, they're on the margin. The heart of American agriculture uh, is elsewhere. It's much more traditional, and I think we need to get back to a more traditional agriculture, and I think President, uh, uh, a President Romney would uh, understand that. Let me go to the area of biofuels and uh, also the comment that the last four years, farmers in the Midwest have done quite well. Uh, their incomes have been at record levels. Their farmland values are almost double what they were. And this administration has been favorable to renewable energy. And so I'm wondering, you know, how you can move a farmer away from an administration that's really done good things for him towards someone who may not. Well, in, t in terms of renewable energy, uh, uh, the position of the two presidential candidates, the president and uh, Governor Romney, are not going to be very much uh, very different. Uh, uh, Governor Romney is uh, supportive of renewable energy as well. Uh, I think he's been a little more direct in saying that uh, uh, that uh, at the proper time, uh, these renewable industries, whether they be ethanol or uh, wind power or anything else, are going to have to stand on their own two feet. Uh, but I believe everybody else would agree with that, too, including uh, President Obama, even though he might prefer not, get to, not to say that between now and, uh, and November. But the fact is that renewable energy uh, sources, uh, important as they are, will ultimately have to stand on their own two feet and not be dependent on, uh, uh, on taxpayer support because the taxpayer support just isn't uh, uh, going to be there. But in terms of... Uh, uh, of the overall situation for American agriculture. I think the uh, uh, Obama administration has been favorable toward, uh, uh, toward agriculture, but I think less favorable than what a Governor uh, Romney's uh, uh, administration would be. And I say that because it's really difficult 
for a democratic administration to do much in terms of international trade. Uh, we've actually lost market share in a number of agricultural products, even though over the last few years, even though our numbers look good because prices have been so high. But if you look at volumes, the picture is not nearly as good. And one of the reasons is that is a lot of opposition by labor unions to anything uh, involving international trade. Look how much difficulty the Obama administration had in getting through the Colombia, Panama, and Korean free trade agreements. Uh, you're not going to have that situation in a Romney administration. It'll be able to work the trade issues, which are going to be important as all heck, uh, much more effectively in my judgment. And that gets important in terms of uh, if we have to uh, take a little drop-off in ethanol uh, because of the drought and, and uh, uh, because of the pricing situation. We're going to make it up somewhere else, and where we're going to have to make it up is on exports. You speak exports as well as anyone, and I'm wondering what you think of the potential for the Trans-Pacific Partnership, whether or not if we bring Mexico and Canada into it, we do away with NAFTA, or how it all fits together. Uh, well, bringing Mexico and Canada in probably won't affect things very much because it will in no way abandon uh, NAFTA. NAFTA will stay in place, and uh, NAFTA has been a tremendous benefit to uh, American agriculture. Uh, the, the big payoff in the TPP will come if and when Japan joins. Because although we sell a lot of agricultural products to Japan now, uh, we could sell a lot more uh, than we do because Japan still has very high tariff levels in a good number of areas of interest to American agriculture. So we want to get to Japan in. And the NOTA administration, which is in power in Japan today, wants to come in, uh, but Prime Minister Noda has his own political problems, and in fact he's going to face an election coming up probably about the same time as our election, and we'll find out whether or not he survives, and that'll be the determinative factor. My last question, and that is on what you think is coming in 2013. Say we have a Romney administration. Will Mr. Ryan's uh, dedication to budget cutting really make it very difficult for many programs to exist at their current level? Uh, it will throughout the government. Uh, it probably will not affect agriculture very much because those decisions will pretty much be made in the Farm Bill and uh, uh, if uh, the agricultural organizations get their way, uh, that bill will pass uh, uh, before these debates take place next spring. So, but even if it doesn't pass until sometime next year, I don't see a significant impact on agriculture. That, those ag issues have been debated for months now, and, and I just don't see that situation changing very much under either President Obama or, or President Romney. Uh, but where it will affect is everywhere else. Uh, and there is no question uh, that we have to challenge the entitlement programs. Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, uh, uh, and some of the others, including food stamps, maybe within uh, uh, agriculture, as a matter of fact, since we're spending enormous uh, sums of money on food stamps uh, these days. So those big entitlement programs are going to be scrutinized more heavily for the very first time. And the, the fact is it's easier for a Republican president to scrutinize them 
uh, into challenging them than it is for a Democratic president to do so. Because a lot of those those folks are the natural constituency of a Democratic president. It makes it very difficult for President Obama to take on entitlements, even though I'm sure he understands uh, that we're running out of time uh, to do that very thing. Uh, a President Obama, in my judgment, uh, will not be able to handle that challenge as well as would a, pre a President Romney. Dr. Clayton Yider, it is an honor and a privilege to have you on AgriPulse Open Mic. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Ken. A pleasure always. Former U.S. Secretary of Agriculture, former U.S. Trade Representative Clayton Yider. That's AgriPulse Open Mic for this week, brought to you by NCIS, the crop insurance industry. I'm Ken Root.